if, if you're looking to get a really good mentor, a couple things. Number one, figure out what they value. Everybody values something. Number one, figure that out. Number two, what is your unique way to add value to them? I, I use this example. If any of you guys message me after this and said, hey, I'm a video editor. I can make you fire podcast teaser clips. Would you coach me for free? Yes, because I value that and I pay somebody to do that. If I can get it done for free by teaching you something, not only do I get to help you, not only will that pay off in the future, but you're doing something for me that I value currently. That's how you get a mentor. What is going on, everybody? I'm so excited to have you here and with me on the Get After a Podcast. As you can tell from this introduction, I am so excited to have somebody who just takes action, who makes things happen. That's who Kevin Palmieri is. I'm so stoked to have him uh, joining us. And it's it, it was a fun call. We had him on, a, on our group discussion call. Uh, and this was just a blast. Kevin is a podcaster. In fact, he's uh, on episode over 350 right now with his show, The Hyperconscious Podcast, which he's a co-host of. Um, Kevin's got a phenomenal story on how he got to the point where he was going to launch a podcast. And now he helps busy CEOs and entrepreneurs create and scale their own podcasts through consulting and actually doing that work as well. So he's fully ingrained in the podcasting community. This is going to be a great episode for anybody who is a podcaster, an aspiring podcaster, or frankly, we get into a lot of habit building and mindset approach. So this is a great episode for everybody. I really think, and, and I, we got a lot of feedback, by the way, in our group. Uh, we have a Facebook group with these young professionals that are in the group. And um, every that we, we've had a lot of fun with every guest that we've had. Kevin especially, though, got a lot of great feedback from our group uh, afterwards. So I think this is going to be a huge impact uh, for you guys. I hope you freaking enjoy it. Let's get after it. And thanks for listening. Man. Stoked to have you on. Thanks so much for being here. And uh, yeah, take it away, man. Love to hear your sure. story. So, number one, I appreciate the invite and thank you to everybody for coming. This is a full house. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to chat with you guys. So the first thing I say, I'm a speaker as well as those other things. And the first thing I say when I get on stage is the person you're looking at today is not the person I was three years ago. I don't ever want somebody to look at me and say, I could never do that because I said that enough about where I wanted to go in my own future. So Today, I am a podcast host uh, of the Hyperconscious Podcast, as Aaron said. We just crossed episode number 350, and we've been blessed enough to sit down with some of the most incredible, successful entrepreneurs in the world, uh, Evan Carmichael, Dave Meltzer, Lori Harder, Chris Harder, so many amazing people that has made such a tremendous change in my life. I'm also a one-on-one -on -one peak performance coach, so I help early entrepreneurs get into business, really dial in their systems, and figure out what habits they should be practicing on the day-to-day. -day. Uh, I'd love to talk about systems at some point and how important they are. Aaron, you said something that, before I get into my story, I'm very consistent with what I do. Yes, but I'm also more consistent with what I don't do. And that's where a lot of people lose time, energy, and momentum. So that's something we're going to talk about is, is clarity. You can do the, the most consistent things in the world, but if you're also consistently losing progress, that actually adds up quicker than momentum going forward. So in 2015, that's how far I'm going to take you back. In 2015, I had it all. I had a high paying job. I was making anywhere from 70 to $90 an hour. Um, I had a beautiful girlfriend. I had a brand new car. I had the body of my dreams because I just competed in a bodybuilding show. I had all of these things, a nice apartment, all of these things. And from the outside looking in, I was successful and happy. I was living the life of 
a, a 25 year old. Anybody that was 25 was jealous of what I had. Little did they know that I wasn't that person. I was actually pretty insecure. I didn't have any confidence. I didn't know how to save money. I spent all the money I ever made. Um, I just didn't like myself very much. I was just riddled with insecurities. And at the end of 2015, my girlfriend left me. And when my girlfriend left me, I had to face all of these insecurities. I had to face the fact that I put all of my value into external things, beautiful girls, tattoos, nice things, big TVs, nice cars, all of that. And this was my first rock bottom. So unfortunately in my story, rock bottom has a basement, but this is the first time that I ever really had to look myself in the mirror and say, you've been lying to a lot of people, most importantly yourself. So for two or three weeks after my girlfriend left, I was just a mess. My bills just doubled. I was living in a two bedroom, two bathroom apartment all by myself. Work was slow at the time. I didn't have any money. So I was just super depressed. I lived an hour and a half away from my closest friends. So it just wasn't a good time in my life. So three weeks go by and I'm starting to wipe the cobwebs, you know, clear a little bit. And this is the first time I ever got into personal development. I think I Googled becoming more confident or something on YouTube and a bunch of different things came up. The thing that I stuck with was positive affirmations. So every night before I went to bed for two weeks, I said, I am handsome. I am successful. I am talented. I am confident. And this year I'm going to make the most money that I've ever made in my entire life. Unfortunately, I focused mostly on the, I'm going to make the most money I've ever made in my entire life. So 2016 starts out. I was a foreman for a construction company. We traveled up and down the East coast, uh, weatherizing buildings, basically just think making them more energy efficient. So for the, out of the first three months, which would be 12 weeks, I traveled 11 weeks. I was in a hotel every single week. The only time I was home was Saturday and half of Sunday. Sometimes I wasn't even home. Sometimes I just stayed in the hotel all weekend. It was like that for basically the entire year. So we get to the end of 2016. I was on the road for 10 out of 12 months for five days a week minimum. Now, I was okay with that because when I was away from home, I was making a lot of money. That was my focus. So I get the last paycheck of the year, 2016. I say, okay, did I do what I said I was going to do? Did I clear six figures at 25 years old with no college degree before any of my friends? I have no business doing this. I did. I made $100,000 at the age of 25. Awesome. But I remember going to bed that night and another mirror moment for me, nothing changed. I still was not secure. I still wasn't confident. I still didn't like myself. Yeah, I had nicer things, but it didn't change anything inside of me. And that's when I remember, like, I started thinking to myself, it doesn't matter what your house looks like. It doesn't matter what your girlfriend looks like. It doesn't matter what your body looks like, what your bank account looks like. None of that. What matters is up here. And that's how hyperconscious was born. If you look up hyperconscious, it just means acutely aware. It means you're aware of why you're doing what you're doing, what's going on, why you're getting the reactions you're getting to the efforts you're putting in. And I just figured for so long, I've just kind of been walking through life unconscious. I want to be hyper-conscious because I know the results that'll get me. So 2016 goes away. Okay. I made my hundred K. Awesome. The beginning of 2017, I said, okay, this hyper-conscious thing, nobody's really talking about this. I don't really know anybody that's talking about their insecurities or depression or any of that. So I started a podcast. 
in 2017, the landscape of podcasting was a lot different than it is today. There wasn't new, like as much information as there is, uh, as you know, today. So I was the first person I knew to start a podcast. I bought all the equipment. I just got going. I started interviewing my friends. One of my favorite episodes I did early on was with my buddy, Andrew, who in high school was going to commit suicide. And I ended up going to the hospital with him, uh, sitting in the psych ward with him because I was the person he chose to take with him. So we, we dove into, it was like two hours and 45 minutes of like, why were you debating suicide? Why didn't you do it? How are you going to do it? Like we went deep, all the way deep, because that's what people need to hear. And people don't talk about that. So as 2017 goes on, we're still early. The year was starting to look a lot like it did the year before. I was on the road every single week. It was brutal. And when I'm, when I'm saying like traveling, I'm not staying in nice hotels. I'm talking like $65 a night red roof ins with cockroaches crawling under the floor. Blood on the bathroom shower, like not nice. They were not nice hotels. So the year before, when I was away, I was actually getting closer to my goals because I was making money. But in 2017, I was actually getting further from my goals because I wasn't podcasting. And I really wanted to do this podcast thing. I really felt like I had a knack for it. And I felt like it was different than a lot of the other stuff out there. So the year kept going and kept going. And I would literally have to be in New Jersey at seven in the morning. And I would leave my house in Worcester, Massachusetts at two and drive straight there, work an eight hour day, go to the gym, and then go back to the hotel. And that would be like, you know, at the end of the day, when I did everything, it was like an 18 hour day, but I wanted to sleep in my bed for one more night because I didn't get to, I wanted to see my friends because I never got to, I was praying that I could have a relationship because it's very hard to have a relationship when you're never home and you don't know how to manage your time. So this war on me for a while, I stopped caring about the money. I was pulling us off jobs early because I didn't care. I just wanted to be home. I just wanted to be home. At one point, I literally worked an eight-hour day, and I drove 16 hours home from Virginia because I didn't want to stay the night, and I didn't want to stop. That's how much I loathed this at the end. It got so bad. I was in a hotel room in crusty New Jersey somewhere, and it was 5.30 in the morning. I'm lacing up my work boots, sitting on the edge of the bed, and I'll never, never forget this because this changed my life more than anything. And I remember bending over to, to tie my boots, and the best way I can explain it was there was just... 10 televisions on in my head and they're all saying different things. They're all on different channels. You're never going to make it. You could never leave your job. You're going to leave a hundred thousand dollars on the table. Your family's going to think you're crazy. Your friends are going to think you're crazy. How are you going to make money? There's no way you could possibly be a successful podcaster. You're stuck. In that moment, I genuinely thought the best thing for me was to take my life because if I took my life, I took my problems with me and I sat there and this wasn't the first time I thought about suicide either. So that's the scarier part. But I texted the co-host who is now the co-host of, of my show. And I told him what I was feeling. And he said, man, you just need a change. You know, things are stale for you. You're, you're running on four hours of sleep every night. Like what you're doing is not sustainable. All right. Duly noted. Okay. I, I took that point. So I left that job either three or four months later. Uh, I left that $100,000 on the table. I had no idea what I was going to do. I had no plan B. I just went full-time into podcasting. Um, I was able to start going to networking events, which changed my life dramatically. And then just making connections with the people that we podcasted with. I don't know if you guys know who David Meltzer is. Uh, if you don't look him up because he is 
really, really changing the world right now, but he is our coach. And you don't get coached by David Meltzer. Like it, it just doesn't happen unless you're paying him an extravagant amount of money. And we're not, we're, we're not, we're, we're blessed. Any sponsors our podcast, like that's, I'm so blessed for that. But I look back and I had this rock bottom basement moment, but it's the best thing that ever happened to me because it was that day where I realized I do have a passion. I do have a purpose. And for the first time in my life, there actually is something that I can see that is greater than me. And I really want to contribute to that. So that was the day where I really found out that I want to contribute and make the world a better place. I get significance from helping other people probably more than anything. And I've been helping people for a long time. I just never knew that's what I was doing. And here we are 350 episodes later. Um, I've given, you know, plenty of speeches. We actually hosted our own event this year. You guys saw Brant Pinvedic last week or the week before. He was the headliner. Um, it's been an amazing journey, to say the least. But I always like to lead with that story because I don't know what each and every one of you are going through. One of you could be at your rock bottom moment right now. One of you could be at your rock bottom basement moment and saying like 0% chance I could ever climb out of this. It's just not true. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people who have been really, really low and they've all climbed out of it, but it usually starts with creating a, a grander vision. And if you want to be more, a greater version of yourself, you have to want something greater than you. And that's like the biggest thing for me is just giving back. And that's the main reason I'm here today. Dude, I, I absolutely love it. And um, the way we'll run, uh, I've run this, everyone can throw their questions in the chat and I'll throw it over to them so they can ask it of you. But uh, I do want to dive into this real quick. If you don't mind continuing on the podcast, man, tell us, tell us a little bit about actually. So two questions on the podcast. First of all, for, for the guys that don't know David Meltzer, I mean, David, I, I, he probably hasn't reached the point that he's crazy household name, but he's Not like, there he's, 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 he's phenomenal. If you guys follow stuff, you'll see he's legit. Uh, Dave, I want you to actually tell us a little bit behind the story. I'd love, I'm just genuinely curious. How the heck did that happen? How did you guys get into that coaching uh, relationship? And dude, how's the podcast doing? What kind of download numbers are you guys having? Like, where are you guys at with where you guys started 350 episodes in? Would love to, I'm just genuinely curious about the hyper content. So David Meltzer was doing a live, actually, no, we reached out to him. I don't know if we had a connection but we reached out and said, hey, we'd love to borrow a half hour of your time to do a remote interview. He said, I I'll give you guys 20 minutes. Uh, I'm gonna be traveling, so I can't promise the audio quality is gonna be great. So we impressed him on the first 20 minutes. And I, if you guys have questions about podcasting, I'll go as deep as you want into prepping questions and all that stuff. Uh, Cause that's where a lot of people screw up right off the bat. But he said, you guys really impressed me. And I really appreciate, you know, you ask good questions. And this is another thing, you guys respected my time. I told you 20 minutes, you had me off in 19. That's another thing. Somebody like David Meltzer has 25 calls a day. He can't go over by three minutes because that screws up his entire day. So we did that 20 minute episode. And then Alan ended up seeing that he was traveling to Boston to do some sort of gala event. So we booked a hotel at the Hilton, a room at the Hilton. And we reached out to his team and said, hey, we're going to be in Boston the night that he does that. We'd love to interview him in person. So it was actually the day. So he, he said, they say, yeah, that's awesome. Like, cool. We'll do that. He comes to our hotel room. Little does he know before he gets there, the room is too small. There's 0% chance we can set this up. So we took one of the beds and stacked it on the other bed. And then we 
brought in our lights, we brought in our cameras, we, we brought in the mixer, which I have over there, everything else. And then we just hammered the podcast. When he walked in, he said, you guys are savages. Like you did all this for the show. I think that's when he realized like, these guys aren't half-assing. You know, it's just, I'm not podcasting just so I can say I podcasted with Dave. I'm genuinely trying to learn. He is the wisest wizard. He knows so many things. So it doesn't end there. He's giving a speech in New Jersey a few months later. We go to that speech. Don't even get to see him talk because the schedule was off. And we ended up sitting with him after talking for like four hours, probably. Just picking his brain, listening to him. And the thing that, and this is kind of the giveaway of why it worked the way it worked. He says, be more interested than interesting. Be more interested in what's going on than interesting trying to make everybody learn about you. So it's about asking good questions. But I think, you know, his goal is to empower others, to empower others to be happy. He knows that we're on the same journey. So it's congruent for him to help us. So honestly, keep showing up. If, if you're looking to get a really good mentor, a couple things. Number one, figure out what they value. Everybody values something. Number one, figure that out. Number two, what is your unique way to add value to them? I, I use this example. If any of you guys messaged me after this and said, hey, I am a video editor. I can make you fire podcast teaser clips. Would you coach me for free? Yes because I value that and I pay somebody to do that. If I can get it done for free by teaching you something, not only do I get to help you, not only will that pay off in the future, but you're doing something for me that I value currently. That's how you get a mentor. I love that. <clears throat> I'm just gonna slide into, let's go with some of these chat questions. Sure. sure. I'll off. For sure. Um, Evan, I really appreciate you coming out here. Um, uh, me and, uh, me and Tyler, uh, Tyler LaJoy there. Uh, we both have our own podcast that we do. And, uh, one thing we always talk about, we're like, I know how much like preparation do we put into this in terms of like beforehand? Cause we don't want to put like, we don't want to necessarily have it sound like it's scripted. You know what I mean? We don't want to go into it writing word for word. What are we going to go over? What are we going to say? We want it to be more natural, like a conversation. So my question to you is like, how do you approach that? Do you, how much preparation do you put into it beforehand? Is it, do you write down word for word kind of what you're going to say? Or is it more just kind of go over the broad topics and see how it goes? How many episodes have you guys done? Uh, eight. Eight. Okay. You got a ways to go. So when I was at that point, I was writing out specifically word for word questions. So my process now, and I told Aaron this, there's never, I don't think there's ever been a time where our podcast guest has said something about their life that I didn't know. It's not my job to learn on the podcast. It's my job to teach the listeners. So it, it, a lot of things depend. It depends on who your guest is. If you have a guest who has a TED Talk, hammer the TED Talk and hammer their social media. I would say a minimum of two hours per guest. It is what I would suggest. And my process, we literally in our studio have a whiteboard up behind the camera and it has bullet points that we want to talk about. Now, and again, I told Aaron this, don't hijack the podcast just so you can ask that question. If you're flowing and you feel like it's going a really good place, keep it, keep it going because that's what a conversation is. But if you have like, 
you, I don't know if you guys know who Brandon Farbstein is, but he was born with a, a birth defect. He's three foot nine. He was bullied so badly in high school that he was going to kill himself. Now, that's not something he says in all of his social media, but that's something I knew. Now, it's my job to get him to go there and not in like a bad way. But I know that that will move the listeners. Like he had it that bad where he wanted to kill himself and now he just gave his TED talk. And now he's famous, right? So if you have like a bullet point you want to touch, then it's, it's finding the easiest way to get there. But if you're on a flow, stay there because that's going to make for a great episode for sure. Awesome. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Mitch Sanford, man, you want to ask that question? Yeah. So Kevin, I just wanted to once again, say thanks for being here. Absolutely. Um, so there are so many different podcasts out there and so many, you know, social media channels to listen to. So I guess what steps did you take to build your brand that really set you apart from the rest of the noise? So hopefully this will happen after this, you guys will follow me on social media at never quit kid. I send everybody a personalized video. If you follow me, I don't, what you have to do is scale the unscalable. Because if you're eight episodes in, for instance, you're not too busy to send messages back to the people that are following you. So what we have done is build a community. We had a mastermind. We have a weekly mastermind. And we had, I think, 22 or 23 people on there. Everybody who listens to the podcast, I know their name. I know where most of them live. I know the problems they're going through. I know whether they're single or in a relationship. I know where they are on a scale of one to 10 to confidence. I know the listeners so well because it's my job to deliver them the content. So that's number one. Consistency is king. Consistency is king. There, there are 850,000 podcasts out there. None of them are as consistent as we are. Now, does that mean they're actually not? No, some of them are, but not 850,000 of them. So consistency is going to set you apart too. But honestly, for me, it was, it's continuously showing up and making sure that you're committed. I actually just started working with a new client today. And she said, what do you expect of me? And I said, I expect you to be consistent and I expect you to be committed. I don't care that it's girls night. You have a podcast episode to record. That's just the way it is. This is your job now. Just like if you guys were to come to me and say like advice on social media, do it every day. I don't, and I'm not, I don't want to be mean, but like, it doesn't matter that you're busy because if you're trying to grow your brand, what you're doing is that's the top of the funnel. And Aaron and I talked about that. We can talk about that too, if you'd like, but the more people you're touching, the better chance you have of converting at the bottom of your funnel, AKA it's a numbers game. All sales is, and that's what a podcast is. You're selling somebody on listening to your show. Why should you listen to my show over somebody else's? Because I think I can help you more because I think I've been where you are or where you're going to go because I'm not too famous to message you back because I'm not too famous to read my DM and say, Mitch wants to know about this. So I would say scale the unscalable, be personal because that moves mountains and consistency is the most important thing for sure. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, uh, Marissa, you want to chime in? Yeah, thanks Aaron. Hey Kevin, thanks again for being here tonight. We all appreciate it. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about just how you kind of built your podcast and the business analytics that go behind that and how you like ended up growing it other than like what you said about consistency. So again, like I have not done anything in terms of paid ads. I actually just started. I just started like throwing money at Instagram and Facebook ads, but it has been 
So if I was to break podcasting up into like pillars, obviously, like I said to Mitch, consistency is number, number one. You all have a favorite TV show. It's on at the same, it's the same time, the same night on the same channel. N- now cable's going away so you can watch on Netflix whenever. But your listeners have to know when your show is going to be on. And they also have to know it's going to be there. If they need you, it's going to be there. Number one. Number two, get good guests that will share your stuff. And again, this, a lot of this is what Aaron and I talked about. If I go to your social media, I should see podcast stuff. If I don't, you're not taking it as seriously as you should. So like if I was to show you my social media right now, you're going you're gonna to think a couple things. This person's a speaker. This person likes to write his quotes down. And this person is a podcaster. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, I can see it. Right? So that, that's my Instagram. That's how my Instagram is. So that's another thing. You have to make shareable assets. You could have the best podcast in the world. If nobody knows about it, then it's not going to move the needle. And it's still the wild west when it comes to podcasting. The apps suck. Like Apple podcast is not a great app. I don't know why they haven't figured that out yet. They don't have any way to share on that platform. Your social media is the key to your growth. A thousand percent, like a thousand percent. If I could only tell you to do one thing, I would say post every single day, make sure you're posting at least three things a week about your podcast. And which social media are you hounding the most other than Instagram? Would you recommend going on Facebook and LinkedIn too? Yes. But different content does differently on different platforms, right? So if you have, think of it this way. Um, I have a good friend named Mark Metry. Mark Metry is, I think he just crossed 70,000 followers on LinkedIn. He has 10,000 on Instagram. If I post something on LinkedIn with him, it's going to get seven times the eyes that would on Instagram. Now I'll still put it on Instagram, but knowing where you have the biggest leverage and where it's most appropriate, but I, every, every platform, I should be doing Snapchat. We actually have somebody on the team that's going to start doing Pinterest for us because evidently there's more people on Pinterest than anything else. I didn't even know that was a thing. So everywhere. Because you can repurpose your content. I'd rather you repurpose it than make it platform specific to start. But that's why I always suggest start with one episode a week. If, if it's a podcast, start with one. Because you don't go to the gym seven times your first week and then continue that. You start small and then you scale up. So I would say do one episode a week, three shareable assets, and then continue that. Continue posting because that's what happens and then answer every damn message that you get. Because if you genuinely help someone, I got a client seven weeks ago that I have been talking to for a year. For a year, we have been talking. Anytime she messages me, I message, message her back. I'll send her a video. I'll send her an audio message. That's a lot of people are missing out on that. Like the same reason I'm here talking to you guys like face to face, it's because this is what moves people. Being able to ask me a question, maybe that might change everything for you. You might say like, ah, you know what? I haven't been serious on social media. I should. You're going to remember me. That's just how the human mind works. Also, again, you're trying to sell your podcast. This is what happens. When people are burning down and they're miserable and they need a change, they listen to our show. Why? 
because we've been there the whole time and they know what we're talking about. So that's the other thing too. If you're consistent, you're going to shine brighter than the people who aren't. And the people that need you are going to be able to count on you. I'm sorry that I'm not giving you like tactics, but it's not, that's what I thought too. Like I thought like, but how do I like, you know, quadruple my listens? It doesn't, unfortunately, it doesn't really work that way. A lot of the podcasters that say top 100 podcasts aren't in the top 100 podcasts. They can just say it because it's really hard to find out. Yeah, definitely. No, thank you. I appreciate that. I think the key with you said just about being authentic is like the main thing and being consistent. So that was helpful. We got a, we got a trove of questions. I, I am just curious, Kevin, you mentioned you just started running paid ads. I, uh, and by the way, guys, I, the, the call I had with Kevin on Friday, I, I, I paid him for consulting for my podcast. And that's why he's absolutely, he ripped me up and down for an hour, which was fantastic because it's like, it's great to get feedback that's not like Kevin didn't give a shit about my feelings. He was just telling me things. Well, like, I did, but I, I want to gently, I want to gently do it. So, so I'm genuinely curious, dude, your paid ads, are you doing them for the hyperconscious show or podcast? Or are you doing it for your personal consulting? And dude, tell us about your podcast consulting. Cause you are yeah, doing yeah. something. That's right now. I'm just winging the ads and just saying like, I don't know, this video seems like it's pretty cool. I'll throw this up and throw a hundred bucks at it for a month and see what happens. Um, so I don't know that yet. We're, we're very much in the new season of like, it's really time to grow. I feel like we spent a lot of time building our character, building our knowledge. And now I want to start continuing to build the perception because that's what it is. Like I know people who are way more successful podcasters than us, but they don't have the connections that we have. And that, that's another thing about having the podcast. So uh, in terms of my consulting, and I'm, I'm not going to try to sell you guys on anything. I don't, I don't care if you want to work with me. That's awesome. But I want to give away as much free stuff as, as humanly possible, but I have different things. Like I have CEO clients that I do everything for. They send me the, the audio. I edit it. I do the intro. I do the outro. I do the teaser clips. I post it. I do the YouTube channel. Um, I have a full podcast agency. And then I also do, you know, one-on-one -on -one consultations for an hour with like I did with Aaron. Uh, usually it's 200 bucks an hour, but if any of you want to do that, I'll gladly give all of you 25% off because you know, you guys are young entrepreneurs and, I appreciate that. I wish I knew this stuff when I was, I'm 30 and I've been, I've only been in the game for three and a half years. I wish I knew this when I was 20, but can't go back. So I can, I can give it to you guys. Hey man, I'm sure we're going to keep diving in, uh, in which we, we should with podcasting. Sure. If you want to get your non-podcast question out of the way, not to go to Sherv again, but to go to Sherv again. Of course. Yeah. I did have a uh, non-podcast question here. Um, I'm interested in, in what you were saying earlier about bodybuilding simply because I'm a powerlifter and I recently started also coaching um, other people in powerlifting and bodybuilding. So um, you, do you mind talking a little bit about like your bodybuilding career? Like how long you did that? If you're still doing oh, sure. It, yeah. Like Honestly, so I've been lifting. I'm 30. I've been lifting since I was 16. So I've been in the gym um, 14 years. When I was in high school, I was training to fight. I wanted to fight mixed martial arts professionally, but I tore my labrum in my shoulder and I didn't have a plan B. So that was the end of that. But I still do. I still do Muay Thai. Uh, when the quarantine's over, I'll be doing jujitsu and all that stuff. But honestly, I've always been the, the kid, the jacked kid. I've just always been that. So when I was 16, I was like, okay, everybody thinks I'm jacked. I'm five foot five. I've always had insecurities about height. I can't get taller but I can be stronger than you. And that's always been my mindset of like, I can't grow this way. So I'm going to grow in every other way I can. 
well, my bodybuilding like, career. I'm five six. Okay, yeah. See, short short brothers unite. Um, my my bodybuilding career was one show. It was an amateur show. I won I won the amateur, and then I got crushed by some some guys that were like giants. Um, I was prepping for another show, and it was just like, man, I'm eating chicken, broccoli, and rice. This was my meal plan. Twice a day, I ate chicken, broccoli, and rice. Twice a day, I ate eggs. And then twice a day, I had uh, oatmeal and peanut butter every day. I was lifting every day. I was traveling every week. I literally missed my birthday. I missed two weddings. I missed my girlfriend's birthday, all for a trophy. And then I was like, and also my hormones tanked, like bad, bad, because I was... I, I could pull up a picture right now, I'd show you, but I was lean, very, very, very lean and very, very miserable. So I realized like that, that's not for me. And then I, then I kind of went to more of like a power building. Like I want to squat heavy. I want to bench heavy. I want to dead heavy. Um, bodybuilding is no longer for me. I am the heaviest I've ever been. And I will blame quarantine for that. <laughs> I appreciate you talking about that. Absolutely. Are you looking to coach? Are you coaching online? Yes. Okay. What are you doing for social media? And are right you now, so, what was what was that? Are you getting an influx of people to reach out? So right now, what I'm doing on my base, I'm working with ten clients right now, and I'm just doing it for free for them. Um, so I'm not looking. I'm not like really advertising it yet, but I'm working with those ten people for free, giving them everything I have, being like very in depth with them. So then once I'm done with those 10 people, I get like free, I'm going to get like referrals from them. Yep. Um, then I'm building my website right now. on like my Instagram page. Then I'm going to launch all those with those referrals that I have. And I'm going to take them there. Perfect. You have before and after pics? Uh, I have befores, not the afters. Well, yet. I mean, you'll have the afters. Perfect. Yeah, that's, I'll have the afters. <laughs> that's exactly what I would say. And then consistent, consistent. That's the other thing. Like I'll show you guys again, Aaron, you should have just waited, Aaron. You could have saved yourself 150 bucks. <laughs> Um, so this is our funnel and you know, it doesn't matter that it's ours, but what you're doing is, the top of your funnel is your biggest reach for all of you guys. It's going to be social media. And I know it looks like I wrote it in crayon, but it's pretty much cause I did. So the idea of a funnel and you'll hear this in like, you'll hear funnel sales pages. That that's a different thing. But the, the points of your funnel is to touch the most amount of people you can and bring them to the bottom. The top is always free, free content, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, all free. But the bottom is the high ticket stuff. So for you, sure, the bottom is one-on-one. -on -one. You get me for an hour a week and I do your numbers and all that stuff. Another thing you could do is create an online training program. That's what I suggest everybody does. You created theirs program, digital, automated, recurring, evergreen, scalable. It makes money while you sleep. Now you have to have a decent following, you know, in order to do that. Because again, it's a numbers game. If you touch a hundred people at the top, if your conversion rate is 5%, that's only five people at the bottom. So this is why posting consistently is super important. And all of my clients prospecting, like, again, it's your job. Do you want clients? Yes, prospect. You should reach out to 10 people today because out of those 10 people, seven of them aren't going to answer you and two of them don't want to work with you. And honestly, the other one probably doesn't want to work with you either. They might, but that's why it's a numbers game. So I think that's a fire strategy for sure.
Absolutely. I appreciate that. Sure, man. I got a quick and easy one from Brandon McGregor. McGregor, you want to throw it at him? Where's McGregor? Hey. What's happening? Hey, thanks for uh, your time and sharing uh, with us your story. I really appreciate it. I appreciate Uh, you. I was just kind of curious for your podcast, what kind of – uh, software you use to like edit your videos and you know for the, the easiest way I started kind of uh, making uh, videos of me playing guitar and I want to start like overlapping you know sounds and things and I, I want a, a better way to do that I've been using iMovie and it's not too great <laughs> yeah so this is the issue that that comes up if you have a Mac there's really no there is good software but it's not great you have GarageBand so this is what I would do if I was you well, you, you, you kind of have to do it in, in iMovie. Or you can download something like Adobe Premiere, which is what I use. Uh, and then there's, it's not Canva, it's another one. Uh, Camtasia, that's another one. But honestly, man, I'd look it up on YouTube. Because the thing is, like, I could tell you how I do it, but I don't do it the right way. I just do it the way I, I, the way I taught myself. And I don't even do it anymore. I, I started delegating that to other people. Um, just because like the first time I, t- I made a one minute teaser clip, it took me 16 hours. My computer crashed twice and I had to buy a new one. So you don't want to learn the way I learned, but I would say, I would say try out Camtasia. Camtasia is pretty easy. And all you have to do is get your audio. So I would grab a cheap microphone, a cheap USB microphone that you can plug into your laptop. All you have to do is get the audio on one track and the video on another, and you just have to sync them up. That's all, like, that part's not hard. But YouTube it. YouTube, like, YouTube Camtasia, and it'll show you exactly how to do it. Camtasia, like, C-A-M-T-A-S-I-A. Sir? Cool, thanks. Check it out. I love it. You guys can start, what do we got? Mr. LaJoy, Mr. Tyler LaJoy, you wanna go? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Kevin, thanks so much for coming on, man. Wicked appreciate the, the story and everything. Um, and yeah, just, as Sheriff mentioned earlier, uh, me and him have a podcast together right now. And uh, we actually have another host uh, who just brought on our first guest who's actually going to be coming on the next hopefully two or three weeks. Um, we're still working on scheduling that out and definitely working on keeping it as consistent as possible and getting there like you're talking about. So I guess what do you have for tips with our first ever real interview coming in? Um, for a coach, he's the head coach of the, the George Washington University for the men's basketball team. And do you have any tips for like specific questions for a, for a guest like that? Maybe for the way we should structure our questions for someone like this. Um, I don't know. What do you have? I just want to get your perspective on that and kind of tell you what we were doing. Who are your listeners? That's the most, like, what's your demographic? Yeah, right now it's pretty small, man. I mean, we've had our, our largest episode so far has like just under Not 200. Size. Not size. Who? I don't care. I don't care if there's two people. I would say it's, it's tough. And we're trying to get a, I'm trying to get a better picture of our real avatar and it's definitely high school, college students, but it's also like younger, younger adults too. Um, we have a, quite a few of those, but I would say primarily like college student age. Um, in probably high school, 18, high school 18, 23, probably. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a self-developmental podcast. So yeah, it's mainly like 18 to like 23. 18 to 20. Yeah. 18 to 23 is probably a good range. How, how old are you, Tyler? 21. Okay. What would you want to know? From you? No, from, 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 from Oh, that? yeah, 100%. And that's something that Sherv and I in Caesar need to also talk about, too, because we just kind of had this come, just yeah. happen. So we need you to sit down and figure it out. That's your own itch. 
Like you got to scratch your own itch because if you are this, and this is what happened when I started the podcast, if, if I asked you all, who do you think listens to us? What would you guys say? Like everybody unmute and tell me like men, women, old people, young people. If I asked each and every one of you who listens to my show, what would your guess be? Tyler, what would you guess? I would say like younger to, I would say not really a huge age thing, younger to middle-aged people who are either struggling, but are really motivated people who want to take the next step in their life, figure out how to men, get to the next stage. Men, women? Um, probably mostly men, but probably both. Allison, what do you think? I was going to say it's probably a pretty equal mix between men and women, but 20 to 35. When we started, it was all women, all, all women. And why? Because I was, I lacked confidence. I was insecure. But the one thing I've always been very good at is vulnerability. I will tell you, like we did an episode with um, a relationship therapist. I talked about my former addiction to porn. Like I will talk about anything that I think will help somebody else. So that's when it comes to me, I'm trying to do the interview from the, from the ears of the listener. So like a question I would ask a coach, what makes the best players? How, how do you know what to say to somebody in order to motivate them? What happens when there's drama in the locking, uh, the locker room, that sort of thing. Like, um, are you ever afraid to be too hard on the players, especially nowadays where people's feelings get hurt and the parents get brought in, you know, but those are my, that, that's what I would like to ask. Right. So for you, how important, this is a great question. And again, like there's levels and there's different, there's different levels that you're working at. You could very easily say, coach in your life, and in the life of the students that you've coached, why is having a coach at any level, in any business, anywhere in life so important? If you're a coach, that's subconsciously telling your listeners, ah, oh, shit, I probably should get a coach. That's another thing too. Like that's another level. That's another level. Now, again, I don't ever want you guys to like push your people, your listeners to work with you if they don't want to. But if they're listening to you consistently, they know you, they like you, and they trust you, they're more likely to work with you anyway. And if you believe in your service, you would be doing them a misfortune by not helping them. Awesome, man. I appreciate that. Thank Did you I answer so it? I, did you, I just go off in tangents. No, you, I do too, man. I feel that 100% though. Thank you. That was perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Mr. Kevin. Kevin and Kevin. Kevin and Kevin. Get on mute, Kev. Uh, you're muted, Kev. Here we go. How's that? Is that a little better? Perfect. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I was just saying, appreciate your time. I was wondering, you know, sorry, so you've been in the podcast game for three and a half, maybe four, going on four years now. At what point would you say that your knowledge base had grown enough to kind of actually reach out to others and kind of start being a mentor and a consultant instead of just kind of working on your own thing? Um, you know, kind of how did you balance that? just in terms of like you personally feeling confident enough to kind of like branch out and assist other people and something you've been working on for a couple of years. Yeah. So it's interesting. Since I was the, the guy who started the podcast before any of his friends, everybody would come to me. So by the time I decided like, I think I could probably do this and like help people. I had already helped start probably 10 or so podcasts in terms like 
editing the intro music, like doing, doing all of that, setting it up, hosting it, all of that. So I know like when I really, really turned the corner, I was probably like 160 episodes in. And that's when I really felt like, okay, I can really be like great in conversation. I know the back end. I have a schedule. Like I have a schedule where, you know, I had, again, I had a client call today. I said, this is what our schedule is. Monday you record, you get it to me by Monday night. We drop Thursday. During your launch, I will have two teaser clips for you. Your YouTube channel will be done, you know, yada, 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 yada. So having a system, whether you're working on your own show or you're working on somebody else's show, having a system, it just takes the guesswork out of it. So for me, it was probably like 150 episodes in, but I had already done it, you know, multiple times. And for me, it kind of got easy because I, I'd done it so many times. So even like today, like I, with my new client, I sent her a list and said like, this is what I need from you. Don't worry about anything else. It'll be taken care of. Once you get that to me, we're good to go. So 150 episodes plus some experience along the way. Love it. Love it. Dude, Kevin, you want to talk about um, how has the podcast changed over 350 episodes? What have you done differently? Not even so much uh, um, tactic-wise, but actually just content-wise. What have you guys yeah. done differently? So if you're into personal development, which clearly you guys are, your content will change with you. Your listeners will change with you. As you become more aware of your topic, you're going to have to bring your listeners up for a lack of a better term. We just started talking about sales on our podcast. I would have never thought that was going to happen, but I love sales now because all sales is, and I'm sure Aaron can tell you this, it's a transfer of enthusiasm. I love podcasting more than anything else. Like I liked one-on-one -on -one peak performance coaching. I'm getting rid of my clients to take on more podcast coaches or clients just because I love it. And because look at what it's done for me. So how has it changed? it's become my full-time job and I've taken it way more seriously. Like, you know, during the early ones, I was drinking a beer at 11 o'clock in the morning during a podcast because I wanted to be Joe Rogan. Now I still want to be Joe Rogan to some degree, but not, not that degree. You know, I was getting high before podcasts that I don't smoke anymore. So it's not just the podcast that changed me. It's my goals. I don't want to have a podcast. I don't want to have a successful podcast. I want to have the most successful podcast of all time. And when I say that, like, I know I'm not going to get a trophy that says, Hey, go Kev, you're the best, but I want to be the best at this. And that's why every single day, and it, we can talk about systems if you guys want. Um, I have a system of success. What are the 12 to 15 things that I have to do every single day in order to be the best at the things I want to be the best at? Like I have relationship checkups every day before we go to bed, we check in on a relationship. How did I make you feel? Did I make you feel loved? Did I make you feel supported? Did you feel listened to? What do you need from me now? Every day. And that's why, that's why being consistent is easier, easier for me because it's just what I, I do. That's what this board next to me is. It has the things that I have to do every single day. Straight up, I didn't meditate today. I should have meditated today. I didn't do it. It's on my system. I feel bad that I didn't do it. So I'll either do it before bed or, you know, tomorrow. So, um, <clears throat> love that. Thank you. And Absolutely. Allison's got an awesome question. And before I throw it over to her, she actually just texted me. She works at one of the most badass whiteboard companies in America. They're going to be on Shark Tank on Sunday. Nice. So 
I don't even know if we're going to see Allison on future calls. She's going to be fulfilling orders. Too big. In the, in the, we'll see. But uh, she wants to send you something. But anyway, she's got a question. Allison, yeah. throw it at you. Yeah, so a lot of the people and subjects that you're working with and you're coaching and you're podcasting is really heavy sometimes. And I feel like from someone who considered, you know, therapy as like a career path, and I decided, like, I don't think I have the emotional capacity for that. What do you do to keep your cup full and be able to give more of yourself to the people that you're working with? How do you restore your energy, I guess? So I am like, so not the Gary V mindset. I was for a long time. Like, I prided myself on the fact that if you lock me in a room with you, I will outwork you because I am so stubborn. I just will. I'll run myself into the ground. I have never quit tattooed on my arm. Like that is my jam. But it got to the point where I woke up one day and I was like, I don't want to be editing videos for 12 hours a day for the rest of my life. Like that's what I want to do. So what I would say is, again, figure out the most important things that have to get done every day. Okay. That's, that's definitely number one, especially if they're paying your bills. Make sure you schedule in R&R. Taking care of yourself is not bad. Anybody who says it's bad is either super happy grinding like Gary Vee is. I truly believe he is fulfilled, but he also has been working like that since he was 12. So it's, that is who he is. Make sure, and so that's number one, make sure you're taking time for self-care. Number two, what actually fills your cup? Because what fills my cup is, and I don't know if any of the ladies or gentlemen in here like UFC, Saturday UFC is on for the first time in like a month and I'm not doing anything else. I am watching all of the UFC, every single fight, but that fills me up. Now, this is something that I tell people. If you're an introvert like me, going to the bar does not fill me up. Going to the bar actually drains from me. So you have to get crystal clear on what actually fills you up, Allison. Maybe it's a bubble bath. Maybe it's going for a run. Maybe it's photography. Make sure you, Ferguson, make sure you, um, Make sure you're scheduling that in consistently because just like the other stuff, it won't get done. It won't get done if you don't schedule it in. So that's number one is clarity. Number two, scheduling it. Hey, Kevin, uh, chat's blown up. Everyone wants to hear these 12 daily methods for your success. Oh. Also, I mean, Chris threw it in here. Curious about your morning routine. You want to tell us oh, about Oh, yeah. So can we go over if we have more time, if we have more questions? We, we, we can by about five minutes. Yeah. Okay. I, I just I want to make sure we get all the questions. We're good. Yep. Okay. Um, oh, 12 things. Okay. So number one, mobility. Every morning I foam roll and I stretch. Number two, morning mindset. Every morning I listen to a book, um, audio book for a minimum of 40 minutes. Every morning, Saturday, Sunday, every morning. Finances and journaling. At one point I was super broke and I was afraid to check my finances, you need the feedback. You need the feedback. And my journaling is, oh, I have it right here. And that's another thing too, guys. Make sure, like, we actually just did an episode on this. Make sure your environment is set up for success. I have everything I need right here at this desk. So this is my journaling right here. I just, I did this today. So every day I write my, my, my little purpose prayer. My goal is to instill the belief required to start to share the knowledge necessary to continue, to show the resilience it takes to persevere, to be down to earth and real, and to show what's possible when you refuse to stay down. That is the motto I live by. And then I talk about what I'm grateful for. 
a lot of the things I don't even have yet. So quantum gratitude. And then I have affirmations and then the milestones that I'm looking to accomplish. Don't put a date on them, but the things that you're looking to accomplish. Okay. I'm all over the place right now. So nightly gratitudes. Every night before I go to bed, I tell my girlfriend why I'm grateful for her every single night. A guest prospect for you podcasters out there. Every day, you should be looking at somebody that you would like to interview and putting them in Google Sheets or Google Docs or whatever as a list. Again, it's just like sales. When you have a list of people, you don't have an excuse not to reach out. You know exactly who they are. Oh, today I'm going to reach out to Aaron, to Kevin, to Alex, to Tyler. Okay? Client prospect. I am very focused on getting more clients right now. I should be reaching out to more. Honestly, I've been filling up pretty quickly, so I, I've kind of slacked on that a little bit, but I am getting clients, so it, it definitely is good. Social media post, Marissa. IG, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Those are what I'm doing. I should be doing more, honestly, but every single day I have to do those. Then I also have an IG story slash episode promo for you podcasters. Create a template that you can just change the number on and the title on. So every day you have an episode dropping, that should go up in your Instagram story. Who knows? People will share it. That'll help get more listeners. Meditate. I did not do that today. Uh, a micro shake. Every day I do a spinach shake with protein, banana, and peanut butter. And then yoga slash 10-minute reflection. So yoga is pretty, pretty self-explanatory. But if you guys have ever noticed your best thoughts come in the shower, if you go in the shower without music on, it's because it's probably the first time in the day that you didn't have external things going on. So in theory, and like some of the most successful business men and women in the world do this, they literally just sit in silence with no external triggers for like 20 minutes and they have the best ideas come to them. So that is what I do every day. Now, do I miss? Absolutely. I absolutely miss. But the things that you're missing on, you will see start to compile in your life. I hope that answered it. What else we got, Aaron? Keep them coming. If anybody, you guys have anything to chat, if anybody wants to throw off mute, feel free. We got five more minutes with Kevin. If anybody else wants to throw anything at him. Kevin, quick question. What kind of, uh, I know you kind of elaborated on this, but what's like the main thing that you're journaling on? Like, is it, is it deeper, like how you're feeling? Is it like more goal oriented or what, what's kind of the majority of your. It's, it's almost strictly goal oriented. Like, I have a, a picture of my dream house that I look at every morning and I envision myself like that's the podcast studio, that's the gym. Your mind does not know the difference between an imagined thought and reality. So for all of you where you're younger than I am, I would start saying, guys, I said I was grateful for my amazing relationship eight months before I was in a relationship. I, I, I've been saying, I said I will give my first speech this year months before I gave my first speech. So start journaling as if you already have those things and then start acting and living like you already have those things, obviously within reason. If you don't have the money, don't go buy a Ferrari because that's, that's a good way to get broke. But it's just, <laughs> you're already thinking. You're either in a scarce mindset or you're in an abundant mindset. If you're in a scarce mindset, you're attracting scarcity. If you're in an abundant mindset, like leave a $100 tip, that's going to change the game for you because you're, now, will you get the $100 back right away? Probably not, but it's not about that. It's about the fact that you're attracting things into your life. Like, I am all about the law of attraction in the universe. All about it. All right, what else? 
So Kevin, when you're using your social media to promote, you know, work related stuff, do you have a separate account that might still be your name, but it's only for work related stuff? Or do you have one, you know, for the podcast that says, you know, uh, hyper-focused podcast, or is it your just traditional Instagram account and that sort of thing? I have, I have, so I am the brand. So for me, I, we do have a hyper-conscious Instagram, but like the team wanted to create it. And I said, you guys can create it, but like, I'm not going to post to it because it's already hard enough for me to consistently do this one thing. So I think there's two things you can do. You can either create specific social media for your business or your podcast, or you can be the business or the podcast. So that's the way I do it. Um, but again, like we're doing, we're getting ready to up to five episodes a week. So like, this is my life and everything that has happened to me, that's been super positive from clients to speeches, to mentors, to relationships, like, most of that has come from the podcast. So I'm more than happy to attach my name and my, my likeness to it. Very cool. Thanks. Absolutely. So I have a question. Um, you mentioned you used to drink and smoke a lot, uh, especially before your podcast. Oh, yeah. you said now you don't go out to the bars or anything. You don't get high before your shows anymore. Are you straight edge now? And like, what made you be, if so, what made you make that decision? I no, I'm not. I just, oh, okay. I don't, I don't smoke anymore. Like I, I stopped smoking because I started getting super anxious and I realized like I was definitely escaping for sure by smoking. I'll drop an edible every once in a while, like a, you know, a gummy. Um, I drink, I don't know, occasionally, not a lot. Like I don't really get hammered. I'll have like a, like this weekend I'll have a whiskey with UFC for sure. But for me, it's always like, it's never been, well, the weed thing kind of was a problem, but like alcohol has never been a problem. I just, I'm always, I've always been focused on being healthy and being in shape and alcohol and that does not go together. And then weed just right. gave me anxiety. It was like, well, I can't, I can't be having anxiety attacks all the time just so I can get high. I don't think that's healthy. Cool. Thanks. Absolutely. Anyone else? Anyone else got a last one? Uh, yeah, I've got, I've definitely got one question. I would say, uh, in the, out of all the guests you've had on the podcast and everyone you've spoken to, who would you say surprised you the most? Um, either through the story they told you or anything, or maybe you had some idea about who they were and they turned out to be a completely different way. Um, so yeah, I guess. I would say ju his name is Justin Freeman. He's uh, he was lyrical superhuman on Instagram. He's a rapper from Atlanta. He, that was the first time we really went like out of the personal development realm and we were hammering him with like personal development questions. People who are successful live by personal development questions or, or standards. Like they, they all have that in their life. So I thought he was just going to be like a really good rapper with a, a good brain. He was very, he's extremely intelligent, super well read, super into like manifestation and it shows through in his music. So for me, and also like I, he's somebody I look up to. So I was like super nervous to do that interview. Cause it was like personal to me. Like I found him. That's the first time he'd ever been on a podcast. So he, I think he probably su surprised me the most. Love it. Thank you so much, Kevin. Anybody, anybody else? Last chance. Anybody want to throw yeah, I got, I got one more quick one. Um, Killing so when you're, when you're coaching uh, other podcast hosts and things like that, what's like the number one problem you see with people's podcasts like what's the number one thing that you you're usually coaching people lack, on lack of consistency hmm. lack of consistency dude i know people who aren't good podcasters that succeed you know but you're not going to succeed by accident and, and that's the other thing like again 
what's the biggest thing you see when it comes to fitness? I don't want to get on the scale. Okay. You know, I, I, I couldn't hit my macros. Okay. I didn't drink enough water. Right. It's consistency. It's you guys. So we're going through COVID right now and something you'll hear. And again, like I'm not going to get in the politics of it, but something you'll hear is it grows exponentially. What does that mean? What does that mean? That's what happens with consistency. If you have, I don't remember the exact number, but if you were to gain a penny, so on the first day you gave somebody a penny, the next day you gave them, you doubled that. You gave them two pennies, then four pennies, then eight pennies, then 16, then 32, then 64, then 128, then 256. By the end of that, you have something, a crazy number, millions. That's how consistency works. And it's almost like when you're not consistent, you go back to zero. So consistency more than anything. And for most people, getting over the hump of like, what equipment do I need? What hosting thing do I need? How do I get on iTunes? You know, what microphone do I need? What questions? Once we get over that hump, it really is the accountability and the social media strategy as well, which a lot of people, a lot of people are embarrassed. Like, I don't want everybody to hear what I'm talking about. Okay, I understand that. But we, we got to break that, that limiting um, mindset free or you're, you're going to screw yourself long term. Awesome. Um, real quick, I got a question. Uh, since you're really into bodybuilding, what have you found works the best for like breaking through your plateau? Like, for instance, you get stuck at a max and it seems like months go by and you can't get past it. I would say eat more. Uh, this, this year, I was the strongest I'd ever been. I was also the heaviest I'd ever been. I think a lot of people think that you can be lean and super strong. The people that do that are probably on the, on the sauce. And sure, yeah. I'm sure you can, but you kind of only get both. Like I have people say like, ah, I want to lose weight, but I don't want to lose strength. I mean, welcome to being a human. It's just, <laughs> it's kind of just how it goes. Unfortunately, there's a, you know, there's a, a curve and you'll hang on to some, but I would say, honestly, commit to being stronger, start consistently tracking what you're eating. Make sure you're in a surplus of 250, you know, 300 calories a day, see what happens, but you're either going to get strength in weight gain or weight loss and strength loss. That was a tough one. And you can message Sheriff because he can help you. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Anything else, guys? We got the time. All right. All right, cool. Uh, first of all, Kevin, thanks so much for being on. I have a uh, uh, real quick just heads up for next week, guys. Uh, freaking awesome guests on next week i think guests an optional uh second meeting for next week on monday uh, i have the ceo of bold world bold worldwide it's a marketing agency in new york i've gone to multiple of his events stoked to have him on he runs a 25 million dollar plus marketing agency i mean it's like 30 stories up in financial districts super impressive the guy started with nothing i'm stoked to have him on uh, his name is brian cristiano I'll post those details Monday, 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. On Wednesday, on our normal call, we've got Lisa Zelenak. Tyler, you know Lisa? Lisa's a sales manager at a self-publishing school. Lisa's an absolute animal with sales. I can't wait to have her on. She's just a, a full of energy, full of, I mean, just so much awesomeness from Lisa. I'll post both of their uh, bios and stuff here on Friday in the group. That's all. Wanted to throw you guys about the bonus session on Monday. Kevin, you're a stud, man. Thanks so much for being on. And say hi. If any of you need anything, reach out. Never quit yeah. it on Instagram. Reach out. Did you see the best way your social media handles. My social media handles? Yes. So at Never Quit Kid 
on Instagram. And then if you just search Kevin Palmieri, P-A-L-M-I-E-R-I on the other ones, I'll come up. I just, I just tagged him in my Instagram story too. My yeah, man. Check that out. But like when I tell people all the time, reach out if you need anything, I'm not saying that to say it. Like if you need anything, please reach out. That my goal is to be the person I needed. Like that's why I wake up and do what I do every day. So I got you guys. Okay. That was a lot of fun. I, uh, I really enjoyed re-listening to this, uh, during the editing phase. I mean, it was, there's so many small tidbits that Kevin dropped. I hope you all got a ton out of this and thank you for sticking with us. If you found this impactful rate review, subscribe helps us a ton in finding new people, uh, and making sure that we are spreading the get after it message. Thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, I'm Aaron Griffin. Thanks guys.